You're listening to Comedy Central. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Please welcome Dahlia Lithwick. <laughs> Great to have you back, Dahlia. Thank you for having me back. And what a time to have you back. This is like your Super Bowl. <laughs> Except so depressing. It's like the world's saddest Super Bowl. So, so it's like your Atlanta Falcons supporting Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like sitting in a room, trapped in a room with the oldest people in the world on the Senate. Somebody, I think Jeff Tubin tweeted that the combined age of the first four questioners this morning in the Senate was 2,000 years old. Like, <laughs> really old. Let's, uh, let, let, let's uh, for those who don't know, you, you are uh, really an expert who's dedicated your time to the Supreme Court. We haven't seen a more exciting time in the Supreme Court. And Neil Gorsuch has really upped the stakes because he is Trump's pick. On the surface, he's qualified, and yet the Democrats don't know what to do. Do they block him and lose, or do they not block him and lose? Right. I mean, I think it's, it's like, do we get rolled today? Yes. Or do we get rolled in a couple of years when we get rolled again when Justice Kennedy or Justice Ginsburg steps down? Or do we get rolled both times? Uh, and so there's this real tension about, you know, is this the hill do we want to die on? Filibuster, cloture, words I don't understand, you know, <laughs> three-dimensional chess. And meanwhile, uh, as you've probably seen, he is sailing through. He's having a great time. I, I, I wondered this when watching it today. Do the questions actually matter? And does the hearing itself actually... Like, is there ever a senator who goes, you know what, you just changed my mind? <laughs> Lindsey Graham likes... Uh, Lindsey Graham is a, a force of nature, and he likes to talk <laughs> about how he one time voted for Sonia Sotomayor, even yes. though he's a Republican, and that everybody should be like him. So that's generally his, his posture is, everybody here is terrible. <laughs> I am outstanding. Because one time... <laughs> one time I voted for... Calls her in that's, that's like the line that he keeps going back to. But it doesn't seem like people are going to change their minds. Uh, Gorsuch, a lot of people have said, is sailing through. What does sailing through mean, though? Does it mean he doesn't have skeletons? Does it mean he knows what he's talking about? So I think that one of my favorite moments today, Trevor, was when um, Chuck Grassley, who's the, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee from the Republican side, uh, said, I don't want you to talk about anything you've ever decided or anything you're going to decide anything that's political or anything that's not political. Don't let them drag you into talking about your record or other people's records. Don't talk about anything because they're going to try to trick you. 
And then Neil Gorsuch has absolutely followed those instructions. And so what he talks about, you know, when they ask him a question about precedent, he's yes. like, I can't describe it. When they say, you know, is Roe binding precedent on the court? He says it was decided one time. Um, you know, I think it's just he's really just saying over and over. And they say to him, you know, it's so funny. You've written articles about this. You wrote a whole book about this issue. You know, he's done a lot of sort of extracurricular chit-chat yes. about things, and he can't talk about those either. I like that he calls it that as well. as my extracurricular chit-chat. Chit-chat. I uh, wrote some. Um, l- let's talk real quick about that. People talk about Neil Gorsuch, and they say he is very right-leaning. The argument from many conservatives is, yes, but he's a constitutionalist, and so he will stick to the Constitution. He cannot undo, uh, you know, Roe v. Wade or will not undo, uh, you know, gay marriage laws. But that's not true, is it? Well, I mean, two things. One, there's a difference between, between what you can do on the federal appeals court... Yes and what you can do when you are a justice of the Supreme Court. So to say, I've never overturned any cases has almost no meaning until you've been on a court and in a position to overturn cases. So it's already a sort of strange thing. Nothing he's done in the past suggests that he's going to do X or Y, but we don't know. It's a whole different ballgame. The rules are different at the Supreme Court. Do, Do you think he'd want to? Well, I think, I mean, certainly he has written in some, he's written concurrences and dissents, and he's written things that suggest that there are cases. There's one case uh, called Chevron that has nothing to do with filling stations, but it has to do with deference to federal agencies, and he's called it the elephant in the room. We need to get rid of it. Uh, So he's certainly been very open about the fact in his judicial writing that there are some cases that he really thinks sucks and that the court should re-examine them. But when he's asked even about that, he's asked, well, so clearly you've got a marker for what kinds of cases you think maybe need to be revisited, and he can't talk about that. If If he is somewhat... That's a good impression of him that you do, actually. (laughs) That's really nice. You spent a lot of time in that room. (laughs) I can't talk about that. The elephant in the room is the fact that Merrick Garland was meant to be in that seat. Merrick Garland was someone who was picked by a president. He's a judge that was picked by a president who had every right to pick him. Republicans came out and said, we can't pick him because Obama is a lame duck, which was insane. But Gorsuch taking this job, what does that mean for the Supreme Court as an institution going forward? Well, I want to just start by telling you that Senator Al Franken today directly asked him how he feels about the politicization of Garland and whether he thinks that Garland was mistreated. And it will surprise you not at all to hear that Gorsuch could not talk about that. (laughs) Um, So uh, we don't know exactly what he thinks. We know that... Look, this is unprecedented. We've now had a vacancy at the court for more than a year. Um, Justice Scalia died on February 13th. In March, Obama tapped someone to replace him. And, you know, I feel like we even talked about it on this show. The the Republicans in the Senate said, no hearing, no vote. We're not even going to have courtesy meetings with Garland because Obama doesn't get to pick someone in his third year by some metric that we still don't know what that rule is, but it's like a thing now. And um, so that became the rule. And, you know, when there were only eight people on the court, which there have now been for a year, and things get deadlocked and we have four, four ties and the court refuses to take any interesting cases because they can't decide things, it's really hampering the work of the court and politicizing the court. And yesterday, uh, Republicans on the Judiciary Committee, having blocked 
Merrick Garland for a year turned around and were like, we got to hurry this thing up. It is unseemly that the court is not being treated as a judicial enterprise that has its integrity, and we have to revere that and depoliticize this right <laughs> now. And it was really crazy because just the complete, you know, they've completely changed the rules, and now that it's their turn to have their guy up, they're like, we should really go to those old rules where can, people get fast and respectful hearings. Can I ask you a question? You are, you are in the room when this is happening. How are you quiet? <laughs> like, do you not at any point just want to be like, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> You're a professional. I'm going to give you that. You're super professional. We're loving your writing. We're following everything that you're talking about. Thank you so much for joining us again on the show. And uh, good luck with Gorsuch. And uh, I'm glad that you can talk about it. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here again. Dalia Lissi, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.